Hello and welcome to the Dictionary of Moments podcast. My name is Jason Geary, I'm your host, and I'm going to read you some stories. Episode 49 of the Dictionary of Moments podcast. Well, exciting times. If you enjoyed the music at the top of the episode there, it is the Heartstrings Project. I sincerely hope that you look them up on your favourite music streaming app. They are on all the ones. Apple Podcasts and Spotify links are in the show notes of this podcast. They are an amazing trio from America, from New York City uh, and beyond. Uh, Please look them up. Thank you to them, the Heartstrings Project, for their beautiful music in my podcast. Well, I have three stories for you. I'm recording late at night after one or two glasses of wine, which is probably my favourite way to record, to be honest. There's no noise from the outside. Uh, It's just before I get super tired uh, and uh, I'm in a good mood for reading. Maybe it's just because it's that reading hour. I'm normally reading to myself or, uh, or, or thereabouts around about now, so... Uh, you catch me in my reading hour, and I hope I'm reading to you in an hour that is suitable to you. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's nighttime, maybe it's daytime, maybe you're driving, maybe you're in a bath. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how people devour this podcast, but I think all of those things are feasible. So let's just jump into some stories, and you can listen where you want to. seed, typically kidney-shaped, growing in long pods on certain leguminous plants. Bean. I don't want to go down there, I said to my mum in a whinging tone. Oh, shush. Go down and sit with your grandpa. You don't know how much longer you'll have with him. What does that mean? I know what it means, but I want to hear my mum say it. She knows too, so she yells with frustration that lowers her voice for the last three words of the sentence. I mean, we aren't going to be here much longer, and neither will he. She makes a dead face with her tongue out the corner of her mouth and flicks her hand to shush me out the back door. I act offended. Mum, how dare you? She makes that face that tells me I have to do it, or the next thing she says will be actual trouble. I open the back door and head down the back stairs of the Queenslander to under the house. Being from Victoria, I wasn't used to houses being on stilts. The under the house was a heavily ventilated fly screen den where my grandfather had a lounge set, a fridge that was only filled with beer, and a tinny boat and tools. Half shed, half indoor-outdoor lounge, 
He had a TV in the corner that only ever seemed to show cricket, day or night. I didn't know how to deal with my grandfather. He was from another time and another place. He was mean to me almost constantly, and it seemed that when he'd find something that annoyed me, he'd keep doing it simply for his pleasure. I opened the screen door, and it slapped closed hard behind me. The springs that held it shut were tight. Oh, close the door, why don't you? <laughs> he said with a laugh to himself. He always found his jokes the funniest. Bean, get me a beer before you sit down. Alan Border is 84 and these packy poofs are not going to get a New South Welshman out at the SCG. No way. Not before he gets his century. I mean, look at him. He's like a bloody pyramid. He'll stand forever. I looked at the tally. I couldn't really tell which batsman was Alan Border. I wandered over to the fridge and got a 4X out from my grandpa. I gave it to him and without even looking, he pulled the ring right off and slipped it into his stubby holder. Thanks, Bean. I must have made a face. I hated it when he called me that. What's up, you pansy? I sucked up my courage and I spoke calmly. I don't like it when you call me Bean. It's not my name. Yeah, I know. It's a nickname. I like it because I chose it for you. You don't get to choose your own nickname. Only wankers do that. Well, well why did you choose Bean then? Because look at you. First time I saw you, you looked like a bean all wrapped up in a blanket, so I called you Bean. I was just lucky that you grew up like a little chubby, and now you kind of look like one. A bean, that is. <laughs> he laughed hard. Another unfunny joke. A cheer came from the tally as Alan Border smashed another six. My grandpa cheered too. Oh, well, Mum says I'll grow into my frame. Nah, I wouldn't count on it, mate. All of us are stocky shits in our family. Don't worry about it. It's more of an asset than you realise. I sat looking at the floor, thinking about my life as a stocky shit. Chin up, boy. I like calling you Bean because it's our thing. It's my thing for you, you know. You stick a bean in the ground and get a beanstalk strong. Buggers too, those beanstalks. I reckon when you figure yourself out a bit, you'll be strong as a beanstalk. That's saying something. All beans grow if you grow them right and your mum and dad are doing good. So just relax a bit, all right? Right, Bean? I couldn't figure out if it was good advice or a threat, so I just answered, yeah, all right. He looked at me in the eye and smiled. He reached over and squeezed my hand. Suddenly there was a huge cheer from the TV. Border was out. My grandpa threw his tinny across the room and knocked a picture frame off the bookshelf. Oh, fuck. Go get that for me, would you? Before your name comes down the stairs. Noun, a person who writes music, especially as a professional occupation. Composer. It's empowering to know that as long as I am happy with my choices, with the notes I have placed in the order I have placed them, that I can call this work my own.
I sit and I listen to a beautiful melody that has come from me. It finishes. I smile. These choices, my choices, my discrimination made this. Whether you like it or loathe it, it doesn't matter. This piece is a product of me. Nobody can take that away from me. I am the composer. I am happy with this. Alternate, noun, a person who acts as a deputy or substitute. Alternate, I should be in LA right now. That's a truth, fact. The other me is seeing shows every night, talking life, love and art with my compadre and partners in crime. Shows, bars, booze, legal highs, existential lows. He's spending days going to Disneyland, hitting up cool coffee spots with his laptop open, writing about random celebrity encounters at Super Greens the night before. He's feeling like he's a little plugged in by association. The people he meets are validating him in some small way. He's feeling anxious about coming home after five weeks away. He's insecure that none of the joy he's feeling with his art form in LA translates here at home. He's feeling the freedom of exploration without the responsibility of making things happen. He's a guest, a sponge, a front. We aren't too different, he and I. But I have to let him live that sliding doors life by himself. I can't track that. It's exhausting. I'm 46 and by now there are so many other me's. So many could have been's that I've learned to let them go. Every instance is like a sheet drying in the wind. As the sun plays behind it, I can see the echoes of that particular me dancing that could have been. Every sheet takes me away from here. A projection, a fiction. I write. I don't know what hardships that me is facing, what success and crisis. They wouldn't be so different. I mean... I am me in them all. I'm sure they fucked themselves somehow. It's my trademark. There's so many other me, so many other sheets in the wind that soon it becomes a nightmare of white and shadow. Too many sheets peeled off me, leaves me empty and looking for a way into the sunlight myself. So I let them go. Stop keeping track. It's no way to live. Envious of that self that never was. And so here I sit in Melbourne, thinking about the success of this week. This week looks different to the one I projected on that screen. And I'm happy alternate me is having the best time and possibly the worst time. I mean, he is me after all. I'm happy that I don't have to spend the next week living through jet lag 
and existential creative crisis upon my return, I'm happy with this me, the one who's wrapped in a blanket, sitting in my garage, writing this out. three stories this week. I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, The next episode is the 50th episode. How exciting. Uh, If you would like to support the podcast, please, the first thing you can do is tell a friend. Tell someone you like that you know enjoys uh, audiobooks or stories about the podcast. That would be amazing. If you're feeling extra supportive, you can head over to Patreon, uh, look up the Dictionary of Moments there, and you can sponsor the podcast for $5, $10, or $15 a month. There's various tiers there, um, and I appreciate all of the people who have done that, all the people who are currently uh, patrons of the podcast. Thank you so much. It really does mean the world. The podcast will remain free uh, and uh, uh, to you, so please... Um, do tell your friends about it. Keep trying to grow an audience. 50 episodes to celebrate next week. So uh, let's get around that and get some new people on board. Thank you to the patrons. Thank you to you for listening, even if you're not a patron. And I will talk to you again next week. Cheers. Follow you blindly, my eyes.